Stranger Things Revealed Rick and Morty Revealed Punny Factory Revealed Hi, my name is Jonathan Houston. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine, and I'm here with... Martin Ebb as the editor of Pinball News, and we're here to look back on the uh, the, the month of December 2019. And uh, I know we always say this, but uh, what a packed month it was. Really? Oh, I yeah. had no idea. No, I thought it was kind of quiet, you know, like well, nothing going I mean, on. There's three things <laughs> just said. Yeah. I mean, it's what, three three new games revealed. Nothing very much happening, I suppose, really. Right. Apart from the other things we're going to talk about, which uh, normally seem to stretch out to an hour or more. Right. Uh, so, um, anyway, no matter what's been going on. Okay. So, so three new games uh, revealed. That's That's... I think we uh, there. The, this is the only month this year that we had three new games revealed. I think it's pretty impressive, really. Uh, right at the end of the year, for, and, and, uh, and from three different companies. It's not exactly. like Stern is cranking out three new games every month. Although we had a month that they cranked out two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's been a busy year for Stern, as we'll uh, we'll uh, look back on uh, in the uh, well in Pimple News Review of the Year certainly, and I'm sure other people will be looking back on Which what's been going on. Which sort of brings the, the questions: Are we doing a, re- uh, uh, a 2020 uh, or sorry a 2019 recap of the year podcast? Oh, perhaps we should do a clip show: the best bits um, from all our previous podcasts. No, I know what we should do. We should do a best of Gary calling in. Oh, wow. That would be good. Yeah, we could release that as a special bonus podcast. Yeah. I wow. think people will enjoy that. Yeah, it might be quite short, but uh, I think I think brevity is probably the best thing in, in a situation like that. <laughs> right. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah, quickly. so three so, new games revealed. Um and we're starting off with Stern's Stranger Things, uh, although Rick and Morty were revealed a week prior to that. But there's a good reason for us to start with Stranger Things, because of the three pinball machines that uh, actually were revealed the past month, Stranger Things is, at the moment, the only one actually being in production and available for people to buy. Yes, that's right. Um, and in fact, in a, in a well, it's a first for Stern, I think it probably is, it's... Um, it was available to buy on the very same day that they revealed the details of the game to the public. Um, it Not only exactly that, it was even on location the day of it the was, reveal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People could go and play it. So that's. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty impressive, I think, to have, uh, to have got the game out not only to distributors but also to operators um, without without there being such a such a massive leak. Um, well, that's not to say that the whole launch was leak-free. No. Um, we um, were um, we was kind of involved in a little bit of that, but uh, I'll let you um, give a few details of, uh, of what was uh, what was leaked prior to the official announcement. Well, well, first of all, we have to give credit where credit is due, and uh, I think the first... Um, leak of um, a Stranger Things promotional video uh, was shared by Canada. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, uh, He on was the first podcast, and of uh, course his, in, in video. 
typical Canadian fashion, he didn't bow down to anybody, and he didn't take it down, as far as I know. Um, the funny thing is, uh, we were both um, uh, approached by email uh, from an, uh, a Gmail account that uh, suggested that it belonged to uh, George Gomez, who is uh, Stern's Pinball, uh, Stern Pinball's vice president of uh, game design, for those who don't know, um, with a link to a, uh, a Dropbox file where that same video was um, uh, could be downloaded. Um, but of course, let's, can... just, let's just let's just say what this video was. This was a um, it was a it was a stern promotional video, I believe. I think it was actually produced by them, mm-hmm. but not not published and not not released officially. Uh, it showed the premium model of uh, Stranger Things, which is the model or that and the limited edition have the projector feature which uh, has a, um, a projector under the apron on the playfield, uh, projecting images onto the screen, uh, the spinner, and uh, some stand-up targets and um, drop targets as well. Now, that was, that was done in a, in a very dark environment, and um, it, it came out, it was leaked before Stern officially announced the game. Right, although um, that was just a day later that Stern came yes, with the official right. announcement. And following the leak, uh, which happened in a weekend, by the way, which is always a good time to leak things because nobody's in the office. <laughs> so if you're going to leak anything, do it in the weekend. Um, but uh, during the weekend, Stern did uh, um, respond, so to speak, uh, by... Uh, coming out with a uh, uh, what, what's let, let's call it the Christmas lights teaser video, um, which was basically a um, uh, a short video that was shared on Stern's social media with um, the uh, the wall with the alphabet on it and the Christmas lights across it, and um, there were blinking lights above certain letters, and uh, if you put them in order. And the way they were blinking, it uh, spelled "coming soon." Right. So, so that 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 got out during the weekend, and those in the know of the who know the show might or have hint, uh, understood the link. And I think even at the end, it said "Stranger Things" and Netflix. So, uh, if you uh, the cat was basically out of the bag, but we had no idea what it looked like, other than obviously that teaser video uh, showed it. Um, uh, some say it was removed from YouTube, some say it wasn't, um, really don't care. Stern came out with the video and, um, uh, and even more footage of the game because there was also a video made available um, uh, on the day of the reveal um, in which uh, all the features on the, uh, on the premium model, I think, were um, sort of highlighted. And um, and of course, Jack Danger had a dead flip uh, live stream on his chip uh, Twitch channel with game designer Brian and Eddie uh, and a few others, uh, where um, gameplay video was streamed and people could get a, a taste of what the game is uh, currently playing like. Yeah, just a little correction there. The the only thing that's been shown so far is, is the pro model. 
we haven't seen anything of the of the projector in action. I don't think. I think that's correct. Uh, well, uh, the the, the um, uh, Jack Danger stream was indeed the uh, the pro model. I think the video yes. on the uh, uh, the website of Stern, where I'm referring to, I think Stern has three videos up. Uh, up there, including the promotional one that we both received, but also a more uh, a, an extended one that is highlighting certain features. And I think, from the top of my head, because I don't have it in front of me, I think that was actually the the premium model or LE model. But oh well. Stop mm. that so anyway, there are anyway, three models. If you want to see the videos, check the Stern <laughs> website. So, and if we look at the, um, uh, because we've been talking about a game that has been revealed, and we haven't talked about the game itself yet. So, uh, Martin, what are your thoughts on uh, Stranger Things Pinball? Well, I think as Brian Eddy himself said, it's a it's a sort of a paying homage to his earlier titles, Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness, with the with it you know, being a two flipper fan layout with um, ramps left and right, a center um, a center shot. Although I think it's fair to say it's it's slightly enhanced in regard of the the shots available mm-hmm. there. Um, but um, and obviously the big feature in it is the screen that big in in terms of the size of the uh, the mechanism itself yeah and which, uh, for uh, those who right haven't seen middle. pictures yet we're talking about a uh, a screen a sort of a wall which is actually uh, on the play field um where it's kind of like a drive-in movie screen i, I guess you would you would describe it yeah that that sits in about the same place as the castle or well, maybe slightly forward from that um, in medieval madness, all or, or the saucer, so a little bit forward of that because it's a screen which is divided into three sections with a larger center section which can hinge and 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 uh, and can fold down to the playfield level. Right, and when it does that, it reveals a um, it becomes a ramp. Yeah, it becomes a ramp where you can shoot uh, the bash toy and shoot into it actually. Yeah, the, uh, the demo gorgon or whatever it's called. Yeah, the demo gorgon. Yeah, exactly. It's probably worth saying at this point that neither you or I have actually watched the series, have we? Uh, Stranger no, Things. I'm completely unfamiliar with it, um, and um, uh, I'll give you my thoughts on what I've seen so far of the game. Uh, if you look at the, the the playfield layout, yes, it reminds a lot of Medieval Madness: Attack from Mars. Um, I thought it also reminded at least me of um, Lord of the Rings uh, because obviously uh, that has the uh, the Belrog toy in the center where basically now is the other Bash toy um, which has like where you have to shoot the ball actually into the Bash toy uh, which is some sort of uh, Demogorgon beast and you shoot it in the, the where it's supposed to be is the hat, which is like a ring. So that explains Lord of the Rings, uh, that kind of thing. And um, since the game also has um, uh, that that magnet ball lock, uh, at least on the premium and LE models on the back panel, uh, that sort of reminded me of Twister. Um, and I think the whole artwork package actually has a sort of Sega 90s um, feel to it, if um, 
at least to me. So, right, it's being a montage of, of various elements from the from the TV series, rather than it being. Um, I would say it's not original artwork because it obviously is original, but it, it does feature a lot of different different elements from yes. from the TV series itself, different scenes um, and, and so on, put and together uh, into a montage. But I, I do feel for the for the artist who had to work on that because the playfield itself is is actually packed full of inserts. And there's very little space to really let the artwork shine. So right. I think uh, it's, it was a difficult job, but I think they've done pretty well, um, right. considering. And, um, yeah, so the, the the game is based on the seasons one and two of Stranger Things. There's currently three seasons available. Um, and what's interesting is that because it's based on these two seasons, that's actually also part of the the, the inserts that you mentioned on the play uh, playfield, where uh, on uh, the inserts on the left have to deal mm -hmm. with uh, season one, and inserts on the right with season two. Um, so, uh, and when Brian Eddy was explaining it on the Dead Flip uh, uh, stream, I could sort of understand and see that as a progress from um, Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars. And um, so it made sense. Um, now we just have to wait and see how much fun uh, the game will be once code is being developed uh, further, because currently we're at uh, 0.75 as a code update that was uh, announced earlier today when we were uh, recording this. So mm -hmm. um, we're, we're, we're still a long way from uh, 1.0. Um, it could be interesting. The only thing is, um, I sort of had a, a bit of an X-Files feel with uh, the music, um, which is obviously music that is in, the, uh, in line with how the show is. Uh, which is good. Um, but uh, it's not really exciting music. It's more like, um, yes, it's... it's yeah. It's very low-key and sort of ambient, isn't it? Yes. It's not, it's not something that stirs you into excitement about the game itself. All right. And uh, we're in the middle of an exciting pinball machine here. Come on, let's make the music a bit more, you know, upbeat and... and oh, well. But that's just me. Um, in general, I would say that um, compared to uh, Rick and Morty, I'd say the response to the reveal of Stranger Things was a bit less enthusiastic, I would say. But yeah, that it might be just me that I didn't yeah. read all the posts on Pinside and, and other uh, social media and so on. But but my impression was that, okay, yeah, we've seen it. Okay, it's interesting. We watch the stream. Cool. What's next? That's a bit harsh mm. to say, but that was sort of the feeling that I got. Like, I didn't get the feeling that people were getting very, very enthusiastic about this game. Which is a pity because a lot of people have been looking forward to Brian Eddy's new game. Yeah, I have, to, I have to say on a personal basis that I thought the theme didn't help because uh, I wonder how many people actually watch Stranger Things. I, I guess amongst a certain demographic, you know, who get Netflix and, and watch it and enjoy it, then that's great. But for 
I, I, th- I would say the majority of people don't have a Netflix subscription. Right. Um, and even those who do don't necessarily watch or enjoy Stranger Things. So you're, 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 you know, you're targeting quite a small audience here. Right. And, and uh, I think that it, it's not something which instantly is accessible to people who don't know anything about the theme, like you and I. And we look at it and we go, okay, I don't understand what that's about. What's this screen? Don't understand that. What's what's that lab that it's showing there? You know, it's not instantly gettable right, by, by people like us. In all fairness, I guess that's true for, I'd say, 80% of the themes that Stern has licensed in the past 20 years, for me. So, uh, I mean, I didn't watch CSI, um, uh, NBA, I don't care about, uh, 24, I didn't watch. I'm not much of a TV uh, junkie, so to speak. Um, what What's interesting, um, I understand that there is quite a hype uh, for Stranger Things, but obviously um, the 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 behavior of people uh, watching or, or following such a show um, is sort of uh, has changed in the sense that with traditional TV shows you have an episode uh, uh, or a new episode every week, and with Netflix usually the entire show the entire season becomes available from uh, whenever it's becoming available. Um, and people binge watch it, uh, or a lot of people do that. So basically, they watch the entire season in two days, and then they move on with their lives. So yeah, you, you watch the entire season, and then you go watch something else. And obviously, everybody can do that in their own time. So um, that's not building the 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 hype and anticipation of of having to watch an episode on a fixed uh, time slot every week on a special day of the week. So, Yeah, I'm not sure whether um, Stranger Things is, is released in that, in that format or not, because I've um, been seeing a few sort of things about teases about what's going to happen to various characters in the next episode. Ah, okay. So that kind of, kind of suggests that you can't just watch them all straight away. But okay. uh, anyway, that's... Um, that's by the by. It's um, so that's um, Stranger Things, um, Stern's latest game, right? Which, uh, which has, um, I think, uh, well, I, I like the layout, and uh, it does feel very familiar to me in, in, in that regard. Even if the theme itself isn't, so I think, uh, I think it's a good compromise of uh, of giving people who, who maybe don't know Stranger Things something that they do understand. Right, so we'll just have to wait and see. Obviously, compared to uh, Brian Eddy's biggest uh, hits, being uh, Medieval Madness and uh, Attack from Mars, um, this one is a license, and um, it's a rather serious one. So uh, at least I didn't get any uh, uh, any humor uh, so yeah, far from 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 the stream, and. Um, Humor is definitely something that helps in pinball, and uh, that's actually a very nice bridge to Spooky's reveal of Rick and Morty, which is also a show that I was not familiar with. And if I'm not mistaken, 
neither were you. No, no, it's another one which uh, which which we don't uh, or haven't been watching. Um, and in fact, I, I actually tried to watch a bit of one, and I I think it was um, probably not a good idea jumping straight into um, the first episode of season four because there's a certain amount of um, assumed knowledge. I think it's fair to say for for those uh, who've been watching the watching the previous three seasons, and um, it didn't make a huge amount of sense and just seemed slightly annoying to me. But that's probably heresy to all those people who who absolutely love. Rick and Morty, and I know there's a, there's a large number of them because the uh, the game was uh, revealed, and um, there was a limited no- number of uh, machines available, 750, and uh, they were initially um, only going to be available to those members of uh, the spooky, what they call the Fang Club, F A N G Club, which is their kind of like the the Stern Insider. Uh, program, right. so that, that gets you extra information, some a bunch of goodies as well when you sign up for it. And that game was was, was originally going to be like a two week exclusive to members of the fan club. As it turned out, that was all moot because the game sold out within just a few hours. Right, and uh, all seven hundred and fifty are gone. Um, some I think maybe went to distributors. So maybe there are still some available if you know who to ask, but I doubt it. I think they're probably all being snapped up by now. There were, there were two Tommy, versions uh, in, in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, two versions available: um, the the standard edition and the the Bloodsucker edition. Right. Uh, people could choose which one they wanted when they when they ordered. Uh, there was a, um, a small premium, I think, on the Bloodsucker edition. Not a huge amount. I forget exactly. It was between six and about six hundred dollars. I think, wasn't it for the? Uh, yeah, five twenty-five. I think. Five twenty. I was going to say between five and six. Yep, for the Bloodsucker edition, which is it has the same play field. Uh, the changes are cosmetic, um, but. Judging by what they are, it certainly seemed worthwhile going for that. Uh, the the other advantage to getting the Bloodsucker edition was that you those will be made first, and the standard editions will be made um, at the end of the run. Right. Uh, it just seemed that almost everybody has gone for the Bloodsucker edition, which um, again kind of makes that a, so that uh, makes the standard not the so much of an advantage. The standard is going to be much much uh, rarer than the uh, the Bloodsucker version, definitely. But um, you have to wait probably for about 15 months to get a standard edition. The Bloodsucker ones are going to be made first right. in the order in which the orders were made. And starting, I guess, in the new year, or if, if not already. I think they might actually be making them already, but I think in the new year. And, uh, it's, and we haven't, of course, mentioned that this um, is the... I think we mentioned it last time, didn't we, that this is the uh, Scott Denisi game number two, because it, yes. uh, it was announced. If you were waiting for uh, Scott Denisi's Haunted House Party, then this is a huge disappointment, I understand that. Um, <laughs> it turns out to be he was working on Rick and Morty all the time, uh, which makes me want to ask, like, when are we going to see Haunted House Party? But... Um, now, it's Scott Denisi's uh, second game. This one does have ramps, um, but it also has an improved uh, Scott Denisi ball lock, uh, which in this case, uh, again, works with uh, drop targets, just like on Total Nuclear Annihilation. Only this time, um, we're uh, looking at a, uh, a horseshoe in the center of the play field mm-hmm. uh, where you can 
loop the ball around um, and there's a drop target that can be raised uh, in front of each of the uh, entrants and thus way uh, creating a ball lock and they're currently still looking at uh, into whether it's going to be locking uh, two balls or possibly three. They have the technology to do three, but I'm not afraid that uh, Eric Priebke, the programmer of the game, may not like um, uh, storing three balls in there, although technically it would be possible. So, um, Yeah, the difference, uh, or I think what makes that possible, is that there's also an up-post halfway around the, right. the horseshoe, which allows a ball to be locked on each side separately and to be used as captive balls or the post can be down and the two balls can be knocked onto one side and none on the other, which would allow a post to come up um, and make the, the empty side available for a third lock. But it, you know, it, it adds a whole level of complication to all kinds of things when, when that happens because you have to keep track of, of more balls in there and work out what you're going to do in, in every circumstance and every combination where, where those balls can be. Right. Uh, so yeah, I understand the, uh, the reticence to add a whole load more uh, pain to the programming of that. So, but it's a nice toy. It's a nice, uh, simple mechanism in terms of uh, the actual parts involved, and, and gives a lot of opportunities uh, of things you can do with them. Right. And again, a very creative way uh, of Scott and Easy basically using uh, off-the-shelf parts and come up, coming up with something rather innovative. Mm. Yeah, uh, which he's uh, shown himself to be very good at before, of course, with uh, with TNA. Yeah. So, and not to say that uh, Stranger Things doesn't have innovation. I mean, we have a fold down ramp, uh, which I, um, if you don't count the the drawbridge from Medieval Madness, that's the first, and the vertical uh, uh, ball magnet lock on the back panel in Stranger Things is always also sort of a first. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that was such a great you know, toy. I mean, it, 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 maybe it'll it, it could do some wild things, but uh, at the moment, it just seems to be another place to, to grab balls. And uh, and of course, you have to worry about the, the potential. Of what's going to happen with the balls get magnetised? Right, um, is that going to cause problems? And uh, and also, you know, what do you do about it in between balls uh, in between players? If uh, if player one locks two balls and then in a four-player game, those two balls going to be held there for the rest of the game until it's their turn again. Yeah, I don't know. I presume so, you, have to, um, you have to release all the balls. You can't just release one. Right. And what if another player starts locking balls up there as well? Yeah. And there's already two balls. Then what? Yeah, you can steal the multi-ball, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's uh, definitely a, a possibility. But uh, anyway, that's uh, it's, uh, not going back to Stranger Things again. But uh, no, no. But congratulations to Pookie on uh, selling out uh, 750 uh, units. Uh, obviously, that that does raise the question: Should they have gone for more units? Um, but then again, Spooky don't want to compete with Stern. They don't want to be. Um, a mass producer, and this is already going to take up 18 months of their uh, uh, production uh, ability. Yeah. Um, and then again, they might have gone for a thousand or maybe even 1250, I guess. Um, but but oh, well. who, wants, who wants to wait two years 
for uh, from ordering a game before they get it. Uh, where Sterner, you know, Sterner releasing the game on the on the day they announce it. Right, but um, uh, okay. So now, if we're getting back to Stern, um, that's probably Stern's strongest selling point at the moment. That you order a game and you you, you basically take it with you immediately, uh, because uh, aside from uh, Jersey Jack and American Pimble, who might have games in stock. Um, Stern is definitely on the manufacturing end the 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 the, the best uh, the, the, the quicker to to provide games into uh, people's hands, so to speak, especially when it comes to new titles. Uh, but I also hear rumors that Stern needs to sell those games basically uh, on the hype. Uh, before people actually started playing them, because once people start playing them, they are just going to flip them and wait for something else. Which is not a nice thing to say, I realize that, but I'm just reporting on what I've been hearing. Well, And I that's mean, just the business uh, model, I guess. You know, yeah. I mean, if it's your business model to, okay, so we make sure we, we, we design games and we announce them and we sell them. And if people don't like them, they sell them again. But that's not a problem. That's what people can do. And other companies announce a game and it takes them 18 months to build all of them. And it, that means you might have to wait 18 months before you get your game. Um, I don't know if anybody else is uh, sort of getting a certain amount of interference from from Jonathan's uh, microphone. If you are, then um, I'm sure we'll be doing all we can in uh, in post post production to try and minimise the effect. Um, but yeah, I actually agree that um, that having the games available straight away, while wonderful, is um, also has a bit of a downside because it means that there's actually even more of a, of a time delay between the game being released and what could be considered a, a final version of the code being out there because it, it, it provides less time for the programmers and the animators and uh, these the sound designers and everybody else to get their all their work done if um, if the game is released immediately it's announced previously there'll be you know a couple of weeks or so where they could they could uh, had a little bit of uh, a leeway there to, to to catch up but that's gone now so the game is out there and, uh, and that's what people are, are seeing and that's what that's what they're reviewing and um, that's what people are, are buying or not you know that's what they're basing their purchasing decision on what they're seeing out there right now Right. So, and it also means that people might be deciding, like, okay, uh, they bought a new game, um, and while they know that code is still being developed, they might already decide on selling it because, for whatever reason, um, and not wait until the game uh, improves uh, with uh, more code. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, but again, congrats to Spooky. Uh, for uh, securing the Rick and Morty license and uh, doing a, uh, um, uh, well, a home run, I would say, or uh, while well, selling out all 750 uh, units. If I were spooky, I would extend the license immediately and do a second Rick and Morty game to go into production after the first one. Yeah, good do. And uh, it's interesting that uh, those two games are both very good examples of the ability of both companies to keep their, at least a, a certain amount of their work secret. You know, Stern got the games out, or manufactured them in the factory, got them out to distributors before 
anything really leaked out. And right. Rick and Morty was also, you know, was, was uh, under the under the radar license until until Spooky decided to uh, announce it. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to both those companies on uh, on keeping their their work well and truly uh, undercover until they were ready to reveal it. Yeah, that doesn't mean that there's no speculation on the next uh, titles. Well, for Spooky, that's going to be a while, obviously, at least 18 months. Yeah. Um, but for Stern, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a very strong rumor. Um, we haven't discussed that yet, but... Uh, no, we don't tend to do rumors, do we? <laughs> well... <laughs> We, we we try to stick to the facts, and the fact is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is a very strong rumor, so we can report on the fact that this is being rumored. That's true, yes. I'll give you that as it's Christmas. <laughs> well, so. almost, almost the new year now, by the time we're recording this. But uh. Right. And then on to the, the, the third reveal of month, um, which uh, actually was a two-pie guess for you, uh, Pimble News. Yes. Um, so I'll let you do uh, most of the talking about it. Okay, thanks. Yeah, a while ago I had a, a conversation with uh, Andrew McBain and um, the team from uh, Team Pimble, who are based in South Wales. We, you might remember them from the, the, the game called The Mafia. which they I remember produced. them. Yes, while well, you were there and I was there at the same time in the factory uh, to report on that game. Well, um, let's go back bit to uh, to Andrew. Andrew um, is the man behind um, the Pinball Adventures series of books, amongst many other projects that he's been working on. Um, you might equally remember there was a little bit of sort of turbulence when that first started with um, with Todd Tucky from TNT Amusements, yeah. um, who was uh, lined up to um, I don't know front the, the, either depending on who you talk to, either the first issue of. Uh, Pinball Adventures, or the entire ten series, a ten book series, but um, so some misunderstandings there, which were uh, were eventually sorted out. the The first one was the first issue was printed with a bit in a bit of a hurry and rushed out before it was um, proofread properly, or laid out properly. I'm you know, probably say, and uh, on, on poor quality paper. But um, Andrew. Um, took all that on board, uh, reprinted it, re-edited it, and um, sent out replacement copies to everybody who, who got the first copy. Uh, and, uh, Not and to me. So far, no, you didn't get yours? Oh, okay, I'm sure you get your no, I still, I still have the crappy uh, copy, which is going to be worth a lot of money someday. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I don't know that you wanted the originals back, so you, you, might, get, you might get a replacement copy. Um, so the first four of those have, have been published, I think, and there's ten coming out. And um, besides all that, he's um, he does um, also a book series um, on what, what he calls punnies, which are sort of I don't know word visual word plays. I guess is probably the best way of saying it. And um, not only books, but there's also been some various other merchandise, T-shirts as well, featuring particular punnies of his. And uh, then he, he announced a while ago he wanted to get into manufacturing of pinball machines. And in order to do that, because he hasn't hasn't got any manufacturing knowledge or experience himself or capability yet, uh, certainly not the design side of it, he contacted Team Pinball um, after uh, Romain fr- uh, from... Um, 
from the team was uh, at Pinball Expo talking about the making of the Mafia and um, basically got in touch with them. They developed a game uh, designed by Dave Sanders, um, who uh, designed Full Throttle um, and Alien, uh, much of Alien, for uh, Highway, Highway Pinball. And uh, Dave, Dave uh, came up with the, the game design, which um, Team Pinball built up some prototypes for and are um, in conjunction with uh, Andrew, co- constantly in contact with him, because Andrew had a, a whole bunch of features and ideas and, and thoughts about what he wanted in, in the first game. Um, he wanted lots of drop targets, wanted varied target, and um, various other... <sighs> Playfield shots, I'd say, and um, Team Pinball worked with him to produce what it was that he was looking for, and um, Andrew provided the artwork based on the punnies. Um, his uh, his title is the Punny Factory, which um, is is basically what he, what the books are about, which is about this place, this this mythical factory which produces these punnies. Uh, of which the, in which there's been an explosion and punnies have been released and you have to go around and, and try and capture them. And that, that is the theme of the game as well. So there's a whole bunch of artwork, a whole bunch of um, graphical assets which can be used in uh, the Punny Factory pinball. So um, he's provided the, 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 the back glass, the playfield artwork, Although that's been, you know, that's all been a development process with Team Pinball. Um, originally, the game was only a, a single ball game, but um, Team Pinball wanted it to be a multi ball. Persuaded Andrew that would be a good idea, so uh, he, he got on board with that. So added another aspect to it, and um, meant they had to put a, a ball trough into the game, which uh, wasn't previously there. So some more development work, and. Um, yeah, so I was uh, fortunate enough to get to to go and, and visit the factory, play the game, uh, talk to the team there, and uh, then uh, and talk to Andrew about uh, the whole process. And uh, so the game is at the moment there were there were two prototypes, which Team Pinball have built up and are sending over to Andrew for his approval. And once he's got them and he's happy with them, uh, they're not just sending the playfield; they're sending because. Andrew makes it. Will be making the cabinets himself, or who will be getting the cabinets made himself, rather than Team Pinball making cabinets. Team, uh, Team Pinball are sending over the playfields in frames with all the control systems, uh, right, right. almost like a mini cabinet, which the playfield sits in, but it has the boards um, which are connected and just plug them in, and, and the game can be played in in the frame without having to put it into an entire cabinet. So they're sending two of them over to Andrew for his approval, and then it basically it's up to Andrew what, what he decides to do, whether how he decides to get them made, whether he's going to get them made um, in uh, in the Team Pinball f- uh, facilities, although Team Pinball are not really a, a manufacturer, they're more a, a, a game designer house. So the right. game could, could be made, if, if, if there are buyers in the US, it would make sense to build the games in the US, if there are sales in Europe, it makes sense for someone like Team Pimble to make them and, and ship them more locally. So that's the uh, that's the basis of the Punny Factory game, which, uh, as I say, you can see on the uh, the Pimble News site now. Right. So, uh, and um, well, we still have to to 
wait and see uh, when this game goes into production and how big production will be. But um, I'm still happy for uh, Team Pinball um, to have uh, this project to be working on. Um, you played the game. Um, any any comments? I haven't played it, so I'm just curious. Um, it's it's a simple game. It's uh, it's deliberately intended to be that way. It's a sort of family friendly thing. Andrew was um, one of the things Andrew really wanted in the game was for it to to be sort of uh, once he put the multi ball in to make it sort of fairly multi ball heavy. He he likened it to uh, a game like Class of eighteen twelve, where you know it's not difficult to to get back into multi ball again. So, yeah, you can do that fairly easily, but there's a lot more strategy to it than just going in a, into multi-ball, because ideally you, you will, although you might qualify multi-ball early, you actually want to do qualify it several times to build up the jackpot values beyond the, the base and to make it more of a challenge. So although you can just, you know, if, if, you, if you've got ca- casual players who are not familiar with pinball, then yeah, you can get instant gratification with a, with a two-wall multiple. Um, those who know a little bit more about the game will, will want to defer that and uh, put some more strategy into it. Okay. But yeah, some nice, nice ideas in the game, I'd say. Um, you know, like um, having to spell out um, Punny Factory can be quite quite a, a lengthy process but uh, built in a, a feature where there's a sort of you know, a roving stand-up target and if you hit that that completes that completes it all in one one shot so that's a bit of a challenge as well and uh, yeah, there, are, there are other other just hurry ups in there and uh, i also like the way that the the very target has been used for, for a super jackpot feature during multiple where um Basically, the harder you you hit the very target, the greater the multiplier on the super jackpot. So you, you don't want to uh, you don't want to miss that shot because it could be very costly in terms of points if you just just nudge the uh, the very target and just get you know like times two rather than what it could be times six. Right. Okay. So um, and congratulations are in order for Team Pimbo as well as. Um, uh, Janos and Oti, who are mm. two-thirds of the team, who are also a uh, couple in real life, um, had their first baby. Yeah, indeed. Actually, as, almost exactly at the same time that we were doing the article. So uh, I was down there you know, a couple of days before, before Oti gave birth, and um, then things went a bit quiet for a couple of days, and <laughs> that was quite understandable. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was only it was only a couple of days, and then we were straight back into uh, sorting out um, assets for the article and getting it all signed off. So uh, yeah, congratulations to them. Right. Okay. Well, in other news, um, well, there's a couple of topics that we can uh, discuss. Um, Deep root pinball, um, who have. Uh, uh, working on several games to um, uh, reveal, uh, have now announced their uh, press date uh, for their launch event. Um, they will be uh, uh, having this launch event uh, the 25th of March, which is two days before uh, the Texas Pinball Festival uh, starts in uh, Frisco. The event will be in uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, at the uh, Deep Root uh, facility. 
And Martin and I have both been invited to uh, be in attendance, and we will be reporting uh, from there as well. Yeah, absolutely. They've, um, Robert has uh, published on the uh, on the Deep Root website, deeprootpinball.com, uh, both a, a sign-up form if uh, you wish to apply for a, a position at that launch event, and also there's a full schedule showing um, when, when everything begins, which is uh, basically uh, 8.55 in the morning and, and continues throughout the day. Um, but it is interesting that... Um, they are they're covering all aspects of of production, both um, from the uh, design and the um, and the manufacturing as well. Um, and uh, there's a tour of the facility, so you can see how everything has been um, building up over the past couple of years. Though the only th- the only game mentioned, I think, so far is uh, is Raza, isn't it? I think there's yeah, no Resident Atomic of- Zombie Adventure Land, which was shown at the Houston uh, Arcade Expo um, last month, which we talked about as well. So yeah. in November we're talking about, but um, yeah, no other titles or game indications were um, mentioned indeed uh, on the on the current program for that day. Uh, that might still change. I think it would be highly disappointing if uh, I think previously uh, there were rumors that at least five games would be announced uh, once they were ready to announce. It would be slightly disappointing if it was only. Raza, mm. um, I think. But then again, we should be happy with anybody who is even willing to to step into manufacturing at this point. Yes, it's probably worth worth stating that this is a uh, an invitation to the what they call the long anticipated launch. Um, of the Deep Root Pinball Company, there's not it's not a launch of any particular game, although right. the Raza will be available. I mean, we've seen it already, so we know we know that game exists, but there's no specification or uh, detail about what else we'll be showing. Um, right. But and it is about the launch of the company, I think, rather than any one particular model. Right now, speaking of uh, Texas-based uh, pinball companies, there's another one, which is uh, Multimorphic. Um, in uh, Round Rock, if I'm not mistaken, uh, near Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit out of the way, but actually on the route if you're traveling from San Antonio to Frisco. So, um, and they announced that uh, they have extended their um, um, warranty um, for for their uh, uh, games and game kits. Um, there will now be uh, uh, a two-year warranty on uh, these products, which is quite unusual, I guess, for uh, for pinball games. And they also announced a uh, an upcoming free software update for Cosmic Kart Racing. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting development because Cosmic Kart Racing, as it was first shown, was a it was a, I guess you call it a, a unique concept in gameplay. It was, it was certainly very different to the um, and designed well, to kind of head to, to head. Two players. Well, it's a multi multiplayer game, really, isn't it? Four player would be a um, physical humans, or whether they were AI players, right? But their their, their new version um, is, a, is a standard, more standard, I should say, uh, more familiar three ball option with with modes and multi-balls 
which is, uh, as they described, uh, as a more traditional pinball experience, which is, you know, it's good. It's, a, it's an alternative way of uh, using the same hardware to, to, to deliver um, multiple games, which, uh, of course, is, is what uh, Multimorphic and the P3 pinball platforms really be all, all about. Uh, not only just... Um, being able to swap the upper playfield module, but being able to use the same upper playfield module for for multiple different games, and this is, you know, it's effectively a, a second game for the Cosmic Kart Racing uh, module. Right. So. Oh well, um, looking forward to that, and I'm sure that uh, Multimorphic will make a uh, will have a big presentation at the Texas Pinball Festival in uh, in, in March as well, being based in Texas. So yeah, um, well, the, this is the first game they, of theirs, I think, to include um, inter- being able to play games against other players over the internet, direct uh, head-to-head matches. So that's a that's a well, it's the first game for anyone, I think, really, is, who's been able to uh, pull that off. So that's a, that's a big coup for them. Yeah, actually, that's a, it's interesting that in, uh, internet connectivity seems to be a big thing for uh, other manufacturers. Um, and um, it, it's, it's a topic that people have been questioning, are, are, have been asking questions about. Um, but if, in all fairness... Um, as uh, uh, interesting as internet connectivity for a game might be as a player, um, I don't think that really matters that much. Uh, the player, uh, the, the, you should start with a fun game to begin with, and whether you can update it um, when the game is not being uh, being played or in, in downtime, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, sure, that's nice, but it's not adding anything for the player, I would say. No, I'd, I'd say probably the first instance of uh, providing anything that useful to the player themselves was, um, was actually from Dutch Pinball, wasn't it? With the uh, Brider Pinbot 2.0 kit initially, right. and then uh, the Big Lebowski, I suppose, after that, of uh, being able to have internet uh, connectivity in order to provide a sort of global scoreboard on the yeah. game. Yeah, Yeah, but uh, it is it is surprising how slow everything's been in in getting internet connectivity built in. Uh, I know um, Jersey Jack Pinball have have done it with uh, their game updates. I think they're all their their models now updated over the internet. But you know, there's there's not all the all the um, benefits that that you would imagine would be possible once once a game can connect to the internet. No one has, has really pushed that um, in any no hugely new areas yet. I'm sure there are lots of ideas, but making it robust and um, and also secure yeah. is, is a lot of extra software programming. We know that uh, the software side of things is is a big enough headache or workload as it is now without adding a, that whole other world of pain. Right. Uh, and since you mentioned uh, already mentioned Jersey Jack Pinball, why not? Um, um, they revealed a new uh, uh, code for uh, Willy Wonka code update, various bug fixes and uh, gameplay improvements and so on as well as a new topper for uh, Willy Wonka Mm. um, for uh, both the standard and limited edition games Um, 
Can you tell more about the top, or do you know more? Um, it has a kind of has it's it's not uh, it has no physical animation to it, but it does have um, backlighting effects to produce a kind of waterfall effect. There is um, there is a, a boat on the back glass, or sorry, on, on the topper itself, which um, which is on water. Of course, so this produces a, a watery effect using um, LEDs, much as um, much has been done with, with um, I guess, a kind of like um, the... Uh, I was going to say the... Well, I don't think it's that that impressive. I was going to say more like the, um, the the Black Knight sword of rage flame effect, but uh, the other way around, I suppose, coming down rather than going up. Right. Uh, it's available for, for $300. And as, as you said... Yeah, well, that, these days that's cheap for toppers. Um, as we will talk about a little bit later, um, and that's available for the standard and limited edition. The, the 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 collector edition, the CE games, came with the topper already, yeah. but um, I think it was a rather uh, less impressive one than this one. So I think some I've seen some CE owners expressing their unhappiness, shall I say, about the fact that they've got a topper, but it's not as good as this new topper, which has come out, and uh, they're expected to uh, to pay another $300 in order to get the best-looking topper, which they thought they, they were going to get. But, you know, such is the market. You know, new products come out all the time, and uh, you can't – something which is, which is developed as an aftermarket add-on, you know, it can't be added in. It can't be predicted when you're making the game in the factory. So yeah, yeah. You know, somebody else could come out with an even better topper, and uh, then you have to buy that instead. So in this case, it just happens to be uh, Jersey Jack themselves who who are selling it. Right. Okay. So, um, um, unfortunately, that's all the news for Jack. And well, I was hoping that we could reveal more. Um, we well, were sort of hoping, or I, I, I suppose you could mention about the candy codes, which um, which were added in as a in a software update recently. Right. I know um, that Kevin, Kevin Mann of Buffalo Pinball, has been compiling a list of what the candy codes are and what they do. So um, it seems to be uh, sort of almost like reverse engineering to try and work it out because I don't think uh, Jersey Jack Pinball are uh, revealing too many details themselves. So. Uh, that's that's go to the Buffalo Pinball website. I'm sure you can you can if you've got the game or, or, or want to play the game, and you can see what these codes do and how you activate them in the in the game. Right. Okay. Then uh, moving on to um, I'd say American Pinball. Yeah, American Pinball had um, way back when they first announced um, Oktoberfest, which was. Uh, Pinball Expo 2018, I think that's yes. correct, isn't it? Yeah, yes. in October 2018, they had um, had some prototype games, which uh, I think they had two two in the on the uh, actual reveal in the seminar where they did it. But um, I think they had they produced five prototypes in total, and um, they kept those. They didn't sell them, and uh, but now that. Now they put them up for sale, and yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, one of the differences in these prototypes is that the artwork changed on the cabinet afterwards, uh, because the um, the main characters were sort of blocking the name of Top mm. I think that's one of the the, the biggest changes that they uh, that they made. Uh, if you know others, please do enlighten me and everybody else. 
Yeah, there was also uh, there was also, of course a change to the to the back glass uh, with a, a, a monkey there who was um, doing something which was uh, which was uh, which criticized. Was, he was doing something that monkeys do. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe if they're allowed. But um, th- that particular monkey um, was removed from from that part of the of the back glass, and, um, and the, these prototype games don't restore that. They they don't have the the original um, artwork there. So um, so that's uh, those are the, the five pro- uh, prototype Oktoberfest games. American Pinball says if you interested in buying any of those i don't know if they're also available at the time of this recording or or whether they've been sold yeah but to contact your american pinball distributor and uh, inquire through them don't don't go straight to the company um the, the distributor is your uh, your route to buy one of those right so and um uh, american pinball was also um sort of in the news i would say uh, because the theme for their um, third game, which is expected to be announced or revealed at uh, the Texas Pinball Festival, yeah. um, sort of leaked, or at least, uh, well, people started talking about it. Um, uh, supposedly, that theme is Hot Wheels. Yeah. Okay, so everyone's casting their mind back to... Uh, what was it, the, the 70s or uh, was it the 80s where Hot yes. Wheels were a thing? I well, think, well, I think they're still a thing. Uh, at least you can still buy them. But uh, back in those days, I think you could buy them for a dollar or so. And they were very uh, well, deep and collectible, I guess. In the yeah, everyone, everyone had them. They were ubiquitous. And um, anyway, so that... Um, that theme was uh, rumored to be the uh, the third game for American Pinball, which they, as you said, are uh, planning to reveal at Texas. So right. it's, it's yeah. going to be um, it's going to be busy at Texas uh, with uh, with Deep Root. Deep, I should also mention that Deep Root will be at Texas with a, a big presentation um, and also some sort of VIP um, access to various areas as well. Which um, we haven't got details of yet, but I know they're they're going big on on Texas because the uh, the San Antonio event is is, uh, is a press launch. So the Texas Pinball Festival will be their their big public launch, right. uh, and American Pinball will be there revealing their third game at the moment. Uh, that's that's yeah. the current plan anyway. Although so, um, I, I thought that I thought they did actually say they were going to be announcing game number three at, at Expo, but. Um, Back in uh, October, but that obviously but they didn't. They didn't. Yeah. Oh. No. So um, we're in Texas now. Okay. So now um, I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor. Sorry. <laughs> did you start a rumor, or did you hear it? No, I heard a, um, a rumor about the Hot Wheels uh, license. Mm. Um, and since it's a rumor that hasn't been picked um, up uh, anywhere else, um, I'm not going to be dropping any uh, names. But the rumor is that American Pinball was not the only pinball company that got the Hot Wheels license. Um, other, or at least one other pinball company, they was interested in it and under the impression that they had it exclusively, but apparently not. And now 
remains to be seen uh, who has the license. Uh, does one of them have to change uh, the, the, the game that they designed for that, if they already did, uh, for that theme, or what is going to happen? Um, well, we'll be seeing two Hot Wheels games come out. Well, that might also be the case. That would be a first, actually. Um uh, having the same theme used by uh, two different manufacturers almost at the same time, although Pirates of the Caribbean comes to mind. Uh, but there was quite some time in between those two uh, two games. Yeah, I was thinking more of uh, World Cup Soccer and World Soccer Challenge. Uh, they got the oh, Premier right, game yeah. that came out at the same time. That wasn't a license, of course, but it was, uh, it was based on the same World Cup Um World Cup um, event that was held in the US that year, right? Nineteen ninety four. World Cup soccer was a license. Definitely. Yeah, World Cup soccer was. Yeah, yeah, it was official and, license. Uh, but uh, World Soccer Challenge was a was a. I wouldn't say it's a rip off, but it was a it was a tie in, should we say? Yeah. So, but um, okay, we'll have to see whether um, uh, how that plays out with the license of uh, Hot Wheels and um, who ends up. Uh, with it and releasing that game. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. And, so uh, sorry, I can't, can't name any names. No. Um, so uh, I won't, just won't to do see that. how what happens with that, whether that game, whether we do get two, or whether that game comes out as one of them comes out as something else, or whether one of them is just uh, dropped completely. I'd be surprised they put a lot of development into it. Anyway, so that's American Pinball and uh, their plan to reveal their uh, third game, the Texas Show. Uh, I understand that you have some uh, some news about um, about Mike Kalowski and what he's been getting up to with his, with Home Pin. Yes, uh, well, we already announced that he's working on a, uh, a pinball machine for the Chinese market, which is uh, uh, translated called China Zombies. Um, Definitely not Chinese zombies. No, it's China zombies. Mm-hmm. He uh, explicitly uh, expressed it to me that it's not Chinese, but China. Anyway, um, they have been um, um, getting ready for uh, production of the first batch of games. And um, uh, they did some improvements on the, uh, the thickness of their side rails, which are... I have to say, ridiculously uh, large, especially on the on the player end of the game, as um, the uh, the side rail sort of uh, uh, widens all the way up to where it actually goes. Um, uh, it touches the leg, uh, the, the the top of the of the leg, which is covering quite a big space. I mean, mm-hmm. all you have to do is cover the flipping buttons because that's it. the only reason the protection is there is to make sure that you don't wear out the the, the print on your details. Mm. Yeah. So that's uh, rather big. But they improved the uh, the thickness of those from 1mm to uh, 1.5mm. And um, they showed some photos on, uh, on their Facebook of... Um, the cabinet and uh, some parts uh, on a pallet for the uh, uh, production of games and uh, the the side rails and legs of the game are both red blood red blood red yes yeah although they're not allowed to show any blood with the zombies are they I think 
Yeah, well, okay, we just made up that it's blood red, but they are yeah. red. Yeah. yeah, yeah, people can draw their own conclusions on that. Right. So, okay. Um, so, so they're working on that, and uh, I think they were expecting to be already in production, but apparently, well, they're on their way, but not uh, there yet. So, oh well. Um, and I do have some news of, um, of my own as well. Well, we have saved the the biggest story to well, I don't say the last, but nearly the last. Right. So. Um, well, good news for everybody who was missing out on Pinball Magazine number two, which is the uh, issue uh, that focuses on the career of uh, pinball designer Dennis Nordman. Um, it is being reprinted right now. It's already at the printer, and it should be available the second week of January. And um, when Pinball Magazine number two originally came out, uh, it was just released as the magazine, and later on I started doing uh, special sets of postcards um, when a new issue of Pinball Magazine uh, came out. Uh, and such postcards would be limited to uh, like the first uh, few hundred uh, copies that were sold that would get a, a set of postcards. Yeah, um, I for Yes, for these reprints, I uh, again worked with uh, Argentinian photographer Santiago Tufo, um, and we uh, put together a, a set of postcards that will be available with the reprint. But obviously, there's also a lot of people that already bought in the magazine number two and didn't get the post uh, uh, card set back then because it was there was no uh, there wasn't any um, so the postcard set will be made available for sale in the Pimble magazine shop uh, separately as well so and that's just going to be for a few dollars um, and so you can complete your issue two of Pimble magazine with the postcard set so I shall need to get some of those yeah, well, um, I'm sure uh, you know your way how That's, to get them. That is pinball-magazine.com, yes? Yeah, exactly, yes. Oh, you're very well informed. <laughs> how good of you. Well, you right. know, I, I, I like to know things. Yeah, well, good for you. So, hold on. Speaking of people who like to know things. Yeah, well, uh, you have to go and wait with that because um, my phone is ringing, but... It's ringing in the other room, and as you know, I'm tied to a headset. Yeah, um, I can hear. Yeah, but I can't pick up the phone, and I have a slight suspicion who is calling. Yes, and it's as the man much who as I would like it. to pick up the phone, <laughs> as much as I would like to pick up the phone, I can't move away right now. <laughs> oh my! Uh, would you would you like us to um, wait while you go and get, and, and get it? Um. Well, oh, I don't. Oh, I, I think it's stopped ringing. It ring so. Yeah, oh. I, I think it stopped ringing. But oh, uh, that's, that's all bad. We didn't plan for that, did we? No, and it's stupid of me to have my phone in the other room. Uh, it was. Uh, I could hear it ring, but oh well. Well, look, next, it's almost the new year where we're recording this, so we'll we'll do a New Year's resolution where we will definitely try and get Gary on as early as possible. Uh, in the new year so i'm sure he's got a lot of 
Well, by now, he must have a huge amount of things he wants to say to us. Uh, we've been going for a while, he hasn't got on yet, so I'm sure, I'm sure he he will store those things up and uh, let you well, well almost have a podcast to himself. To be honest, the amount of material he's got. Oh to my God! Don't share. give him any ideas. <laughs> mm, well, this this podcast, he, he thinks his podcast is about him, but it's it's not really. It's it's kind of it's it's almost entirely about us, isn't it? Well, actually, it's more about the pinball industry, and we're just housing it. Um, but Gary likes to interfere. Um, but uh, sp- speaking of Gary, um, well, I don't want to um, uh, 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 jinx it, but um, there might be the possibility um, that we are doing a podcast together with Gary in the new year as we will be traveling with Gary in between uh, the Texas Pinball Show, uh, Texas Pinball Festival, and the Midwest Gaming Classic Show. Um, so in between those shows, we're likely to record a, a, a new episode. And with well, Gary will, there, you never know. Yeah, it'll be the end of the month. So we'll, uh, the March edition will be, will be due out at the beginning of April, the end of March. So, yeah, and Gary will be with us. So uh, no promises, but no fingers crossed. He'll be able to, uh, to be there live. Yeah. Unless something comes up, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure something will crop up, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Let's, uh, right. let's see what happens. Right, okay. So you were, um, I was interrupting you because my phone rang, but um, you had some other news. I was just going to uh, get, uh, just go back to a few things from, from Stern, which we didn't mention. We were so so tied up with the uh, the Stranger Things reveal that um, we, we should also um, sort of just mention that uh, there's, there's been uh, two new releases of, uh, of code for Elvira's House of Horrors. Uh, 0.88 0.89 which have added um, a couple of new deadheads mummy and beachhead um change some of the rules as well what's um, a beachhead oh, i don't know it's uh, <laughs> and mummy i mean seriously i'm sorry but um just hearing those names i mean if i if we reference it to, to scared stiff where we had cheese head mm-hmm. and uh, what's the joke with mummy I don't know. Um, I haven't seen it, so What's it might the be joke hilarious. With beach beachhead. Uh, um, oh well. Okay, I yeah. guess play the game and find out. But I'm already scratching my head. Well, it's nice that they're adding more new new characters. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. But um, okay. But please continue. With that, they've, yeah, they've also changed a couple of uh, the way the modes work. Um, the unhappy hour and drive me crazy. Um, where you're making a lit shot at, uh, puts a minimum of 15 seconds back on the clock. So even if the, the time has run out and you're into the grace period, um, you can still make one of those last shots and, and, re, and sort of bring the mode back from the dead. So that's nice. Um, and there's some new high scores uh, for the multi-balls, more speech and lamp effects. I don't know if there's any more Elvira in there. I don't know if there's any more humour in there. And they've also added um, added support for the headphone kit, which uh, should have been there really from the start. I don't think it would be part of their, their sort of base uh, operating system, but uh, apparently it wasn't, and now it is. So if you've got that headphone kit, good news for you. Uh, yeah, uh, also new code for Jurassic Park. 
0.96, almost at release level or uh, fully fully complete level, I should say. Right. Um, where they've added exciting news. You've got another five seconds added to every mode by default. And probably the biggest thing, they've added a huge number of uh, new high score records, 15 more high scores for completing various things or doing various things and, and getting the most points or mm. get, doing them in the shortest time. So that's uh, it's going to. So you got a loop champion and um, exactly. um, a combo and, uh, champion and uh, yeah, dinosaur and champion and um, T Rex champion. And so they'll all be scrolling by on the uh, on the display during a track mode, a bit like um, Iron Maiden, I suppose, where there was a large number of uh, of, of uh, high score records for that as well. Uh, obviously, some uh, a couple of rule changes and some bug fixes for that and. The one that everybody's been waiting for, of course, is the the Star Wars topper, which um, well, everybody except for me, but okay. <laughs> what? Oh my goodness! What better timing than with uh, with the new movie coming out? But uh, the, the Star Wars R two D two topper, well, taking orders for it now. I'm not sure it's actually available yet, but uh, you you can buy it. And uh, as was, as you were uh, not just raising yeah, your you mouth, but raising your the tone of your voice at three hundred dollars for the uh, Jersey Jack one, this one comes in at uh, seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, like it's nothing. And the funny thing is, I already hear people speculating that they are going to buy these and expect them to 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 flip them in a couple of years for even a lot more money. Mm. Well, they are limited to 500, um, so um, and they, they fit all three models. You're not limited in, in that sense to uh, only only having it on the uh, limited edition or the premium. It fits on the Pro as well if you uh, want to spend 750, 775 when you had the shop, the uh, the shipping in as well uh, to put it on your uh, on your Pro model. But as, as you say, I think the, a lot of people are looking at this more as, as just another Star Wars collectible, and uh, with only 500 around, uh, uh, quite a rare one at that, and 750, even rarer. Right. So, um, oh well, I'll be passing on that one. But then again, I don't have a Star Wars pinball machine either, so I wouldn't know where to put it. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that's a requisite. It can, uh, it can it look nice in its box on uh, sitting on the shelf somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, appreciating in value. So yeah, I think that is um, all the news that I've I've got. Uh, have you yeah. got any, any more? Mm, no, I think I mentioned the reprint of Pimple Magazine number two, didn't I? Yeah, I'm I did. Sure, you did. Might be worth mentioning. No, no, you did. Yes, it's all right. Yes. Okay. So, uh, well, um, no. Then, um, well, uh, we're recording this the uh, uh, December thirty. Um, mm-hmm. So I'd say I wish all our listeners a uh, um, um, happy ending of 2019 and a good beginning of 2020 yes a very happy new year to to everyone um hope uh, all your dreams come true in this well at least the realistic ones and um it, let's hope it's, a, it's another fantastic year for pinball it's certainly you know for all the things we've been trailing coming up in 2020 it looks like it's going to be a very busy year for the industry and for those of us who uh, who report on it Right. Okay. So um, let's continue doing uh, our reports and recaps. 
absolutely and uh, we, we hope you uh, you enjoy them we hope you enjoyed um this um, this look back at the month of december and a slight look ahead to what's going to be coming up in the year 2020 so thank you all for uh, for listening not just to this podcast but to all our podcasts throughout the year yeah. and, and all the support that we get from you uh, whenever we're at shows and uh, or other absolutely. events yeah, it's really it's really heartening to to hear all the uh, the positive comments and uh, and we're always open to suggestions. You know, if you've got any ideas of things we can add or do differently, then please please let us know. Yeah. Okay. So um, that's it for um, for 2019 for December 2019. Um, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll be back next month with our January 2020 uh, update. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Happy New Year.